0: Up, witches, welcome to my show. I am super excited to announce the launch of my official Patreon account. By supporting me, if you love my show or enjoying Sup Witches, you can have the chance to become an active participant in my creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of fueling work that matters to all of the Witches community. From the most basic level as a basic witch all the way up to an enlightened master. I give you different opportunities to work with me one-on-one and become more intimate in the Witches community. I will link the content in the show notes to check out my Patreon account and I hope you will consider supporting the show. Have a wicked day. Everyone, welcome to Self Witches. I'm your host, Soren Coletti. Thank you for joining me today. I wanted to shift gears here and go back to our roots and do an episode more towards spirituality because I've been noticing a lot of themes popping up the last couple of weeks in my life that I'll shift back to love and my resistance to love and my roadblocks and my struggles to love, not just with other individuals, but mostly with myself. So I have been reading a couple of Gabrielle Bernstein books, which I found to be very touching and they've been hitting all the right places that I need it. And the quote that says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears falls true here. So if you've been following me for a while, you've probably listened to my last few episodes where I touched on Not knowing if I was in the right relationship. And this question keeps dawning on me that I really don't have an answer to as of yet. I'm kind of waiting for a spirit to channel it through me. But how do you know if you're really not with the right person or if you're just self-sabotaging? Because so many of us, we enact and project our feelings onto our partners or onto people around us. And we make the version of ourselves, which we are so afraid of being true. We make that our truth. We say, Oh, no one ever sticks around for me. Nothing ever works out. Everyone leaves me because we unconsciously engage in behaviors and participate in patterns that push people away. And thereby it confirms it. It validates our worst fears to us because we make it so because we self-sabotage, because we push people away, because we won't accept people and we judge people and we resist it because so many of us are so afraid of being happy. And we have these attack thoughts. If you're a student of The Course in Miracles, attack thoughts, which are these perseverations and anxieties and obsessions and these intrusive thoughts that really don't serve us and they're negative and they judge others. And lately, I've been recognizing how judgmental I really am. And I realized this after listening to Judgment Detox by Gabby Bernstein. Like, judgment may give us a high at first, but it results in this hangover that really sucks. And when we're talking metaphysically and spiritually, judgment lowers our energy and it weakens our vibration it weakens our aura. It weakens us physically, mentally. It makes us feel alone and cut off from love and isolated. And it's taken a lot of spiritual work and it will take many more years of spiritual work where recently I've been thinking about judgment and my problem with judgment and how fucking judgmental I really am. And I have to get fiercely honest about my own judgment. And the truth is like, I struggle with judgment every single day. I judge far and I judge wide. I judge strangers. I judge my friends. I judge my boyfriend and my family members. And of course I judge myself for just about everything. And for so long, I tried to rationalize or dismiss what seemed like innocent enough behavior. So many of us say, I don't judge. But when it comes down to it, most of my thoughts are judgments. And we get a, like a quick hit of self-righteousness when we judge others. It's a reliable little crutch when we feel hurt or insecure and vulnerable. And our judgments towards others seem to make us feel better it makes us feel smarter, savvier, more enlightened, <laughs> healthier, whatever. But inevitably enough, the feeling fades and when i judge, i feel my energy weaken and my thoughts darken, and time and time again judgment leaves me feeling deeply uncomfortable and out of alignment with the person that i want to be. But when we heal judgment, we shift our energy to free-flowing love and When we're in harmony with love, we receive more of what we want. And that's why I made it my New Year's goal for this year to work on releasing judgment, to be more generous, to be more loving, to be more kind and understanding. And if we're coming from a Course in Miracles perspective, the definition of judgment is pretty straightforward separation from love. The moment that we see ourselves as separate from anyone else, we detour into a false belief system that's out of alignment with our true nature, which is love. Because deep down at the source, at spirit source, we are all loving, kind, and compassionate beings. And there's many spiritual terms for this truth. You can call it spirit, source, God, whatever it is, it is the truthful state of love. And the separation from love is the force behind everything from bullying to systemic racism, xenophobia, even terrorism. And to begin the journey of healing judgment and restoring love, we must recognize that deep down, we all have the same problem. However, the solution is still the same too. And our problem is that we're separated from love And the goal is to return to love. From a spiritual perspective, our lives hang up stem from this moment of separation when our internal voice or fear, our ego, let it leads us astray from oneness and compassion. And understandably, the separation can be the result of a traumatic experience or a seemingly insignificant event, or just the way we were raised. And while we all have different stories that cause us to separate from love, we all have the same response to feeling alone, which is fear. And one way we respond to that feeling of fear is to fight back by judging others. It's it's quite simply our way of trying to build ourselves up and judgment is an easy protector. But judgment is also the number one reason why we feel not good enough, why we feel lonely and disconnected. And it's so like normalized in our culture and media, which places uh, the biggest value on how much money you have, your, your wealth, your social status, your looks. And when we're made to feel less than or not good enough, we use judgment to kind of insulate ourselves from the pain of feeling inadequate or unworthy, for me insecure. So it's so much easier to make fun of or write off or judge someone for a perceived weakness rather than it is to examine our own sense of lack. And to begin the journey of healing judgment, we have to recognize that our problem is separation because judgment drains our happiness, but we can heal judgment. Good news. (laughs) And I've been committed the last few days to healing my own relationship to judgment, and this has been improving my relationship the last few days. It helps us to be more mindful and conscious. Healing these perceptions help to set us free so we can let go of our resentments and our jealousies, to face pain with curiosity, and to forgive others much more easily. And best of all, by working on building a healthy relationship to judgment, admitting that this is a problem in our lives because we are human, we can witness our judgment when it shows up without judgment. Because at our core, we are all love and we are all light. And hand in hand with judgment comes acceptance, The most loving thing we can do for someone is to accept them. And I found this particularly in my romantic relationship. With these attack thoughts, these judgment thoughts, the key is acceptance. And acceptance doesn't mean we let someone walk all over us. It doesn't even necessarily mean that we co-sign with someone who is doing something wrong. It means that we allow them to be where they are and we don't try to change them. Because sometimes when we accept someone for who they are, all we can do is accept them and move on from our relationship with them. Sometimes accepting someone means letting go of them, releasing them. We can say, I accept you, but I can't be a part of this. It's accepting the situation. And acceptance resolves judgment. It says that we're willing to see this person or this experience in light without having to judge it without having to judge the person's path or without having to judge the situation. We trust that why things happen the way they are, why people do the things they do, and we don't understand it necessarily, but it comes from their own limitations and doubts. And through this, we must trust and remember that we are all one, we all have struggles, and we have to accept that others have them as well. Accepting someone's behavior is an acceptance of their struggles. It honors where they are, because we would want someone to do the same for us. So start paying attention, maybe to people you've been judging or attacking, and particularly the people you've been trying to change. Ground yourself in acceptance. Pray for acceptance. Ask for it to be bestowed upon you. And as you begin to accept things... And people for who they are and what they are. You'll feel a sense of relief because you're also letting go of expectations. And you're letting yourself off the hook in results. And when we try to change someone who doesn't want to be changed, it just creates more resistance in our own lives and in our relationships. And then accepting someone for where they are or accepting something for what it is is the kindest thing you can do for yourself. But it doesn't have to mean you stick around. This kind of comes back to my question of, is this person really right for me or am I just trying to self-sabotage? And you can love and accept someone but leave the relationship for your own well-being as long as it comes from a place of guidance and acceptance because if you feel a lot of resistance around this concept it's likely that acceptance is somewhat lacking and needed. So just pay attention to the ways that you resist to practice and how it feels when you open up to this idea of acceptance. The beauty of acceptance is that when you simply allow people to be who they are, you allow life to be what it is. It's much more likely that you will grow and the situation will And the circumstances will change. And this is because you create space for the person, let's say, an example. You create space for them to have the freedom to step into their greatness. But we can only do this once we surrender it, once we let go of our judgments, and once we accept who they are or where we are right now. Acceptance and non-judgment, this all comes back to this idea of surrender, and trying to have this false sense of control. And we often block our own guidance when we're focused on trying to make something happen or we're future tripping because control doesn't like surrender um, to our own like fearful minds, the part of us that wants to control and micromanage everything. The idea of surrender implies that there's something that we're unable to make happen on our own. And hope and faith and trust in the universe helps us move through our problems and choose to perceive them in a new light. And this hope, this faith, this surrender is it's a conduit for miracles. For us to move past our grievances, our judgment, our non-acceptance, our resistance, and our need to control, we have to let go of our plans and we have to surrender to hope and faith. And Carl Jung once said, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. And when we look outside for our faith, we get lost in the dreams of who we think we should be, what we think we need, who we think we need, and when we think we need it. But when we turn inward... And we surrender to the one and only truth, which is love, by the way, if you're not catching my theme. When we surrender to love, we can experience our darkest moment as the greatest catalyst for transformation because the pathway back to love is through surrender. It's not something that comes naturally to us. So it's a daily practice for me and probably for you. But surrender can so often sound like we're just giving up. But instead of trying to make things happen, how about we take divine guidance and take action where we are divinely guided by spirit to do so and we surrender the rest. How can we look inside and awaken instead of looking outside on external circumstances for validation? Because we need to look inward and learn to rely on that presence of faith much more. Our ego mind really wants us to not surrender because it implies that we are powerless. When we surrender, we let go, we release something, we feel like we have no control. But in case I have to remind you, the universe has your back. And when we embrace the darkness, we also enhance the light. So stop trying to, quote unquote, make things happen and start aligning with a greater sense of certainty and serenity, because in that alignment, we're tuned in to a power greater than ourselves. And that's when the universe begins to co-create with you, because the more in tune you are with the universe, the easier life is. And whether it's surrendering to a goal or releasing our past or letting go of judgment, leaning more towards acceptance, this practice of faith and hope and trust and surrender is one of turning over our need for control, turning over our obsessiveness, turning over our belief system that we have to make everything happen. And this is something I've been working on in my own spiritual practice, is accepting that the less I do, the more it can happen around me. There's a lot to be said for creating, showing up, and putting our heart, soul, and sweat into something, but the action has to be backed with alignment. And the more in tune with the universe that we are, the easier our lives will be. The more you'll be faithful and better at healing our fearful perceptions. And as a result, we'll simply live with more ease. So I think that's all I wanted to say. I'm kind of waiting for Nick to get here. So I just figured I'd record something super quick just on judgment and acceptance and surrender and how they all go hand in hand. Because if you don't know where to go, give it up to God or spirit or universe, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of all the same love (laughs) and light. And that's been on my mind. So I'm currently working on how to accept people and my circumstances for who they are and what they are right now. I'm also working on how to heal judgment in order to live a better life and how to surrender to the universe, both in all aspects of my life, my career, my goals with my writing my self-growth, my spirituality journey and development, and my relationship, of course. So that's all I wanted to say, and I hope this resonates with you. I hope you take something from this, and I hope in turn this leads you to be the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. Um, and I hope this just gave you a little bit more clarity, because Our need to control blocks guidance. So check in with yourself. Um, When you are in a place of surrender, your energy relaxes and you make space for guidance. And sometimes it can be hard to tell the difference between the universe and ego. But when a sign is from the universe, it will be in your face. There will be no question. It will be loving. It will be high vibrational and it will be aligned. So I hope you wake up without any anxiety and you feel more ease after listening to this. You feel more relief. You have, you know, the same experiences perhaps, but you see them in a different light. You feel very differently about them. Because when you surrender your fears and your ego and your judgment to the universe, I promise if we keep practicing this daily, we will feel more at peace and surrender leads to serenity.